This is Mike Z, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast, the best wrestling podcast in the world. And that is a Mike Z guarantee. I'm in fashion, roll with cold passions. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But after a, like, 290th episode, I would just feel like you would just say with me, just say, okay, just, I am your Sherpa. Because it's like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, it's, you always got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this man at 1CW. You can find this person at MFPW, EPW, and Pro Wrestling R. He is smooth. He is cool. He is guaranteed. Mike Z. Thanks for having me, man. Hell of an intro. Hey, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. You know. Practicing, trying to make things sound right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, man. So, one, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I was more than happy to come on to the show. <laughs> Yo, so we like ran into each other a couple times at one CW, and then like finally I sat down. And I was like, "Yo, man, let's get you on the podcast. We'll have some fun, talk some, talk some wrestling, whatever." And it's just gonna be a good time, man. And uh, yeah, and here we are, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's gonna be great, you know. Yo, but it's funny because you train at Monster Factory. We have had numerous people who have trained at the Monster Factory on the show, including one who is currently training high Q. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I talk so much trash to Q. It's so That's much Q, fun. man. He'll talk trash to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, the one thing. That's the one thing a lot of people know. Like, uh, I actually I brought Q on after he had his uh, WWE tryout, and uh, okay, yeah. So he used to play. And he and he doesn't tell anybody, and this is the best part. I brag about this all the time. So he used to play linebacker at uh, Nebraska, the University of Nebraska. Um, I don't and, think he told me that. Yeah, so that's how I know. That's how I know him because a friend of mine like pointed him out to me. So I reached out, and then we became friends because of it. And uh, he was actually at Towson uh, here in Maryland. And then, like, him and I started talking. I brought him up to uh, to Sicken's place. We were training with him for a little bit. And then, obviously, he graduated and he moved back up. But, uh, yeah, so Q and I have this, like, relationship where, like, we just bullshit all the time. And, like, yeah, I, I talk so much shit to him. I'll trade it right back to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll be at the factory, and he'll literally, like, he, he's got this thing with with, uh, with Brian Morris where he'll just be like, bro, play me a ball right now. The courts are open, blah, blah, blah. I'm trashing you, this, this, and that, and he'll just go off. It, it's it's hilarious every time it happens. <laughs> Q is, like, one of those dudes that's, like, he picks everything up, like, so quick. And then you're just like, yeah. And I remember the one time uh, – I was like, you know, we have a role like in our training facility. I'm sure somebody else does too. I'm sure lots of schools have this out there that if you like put your hand out and someone goes to reach for it as on the Irish whip, like just instant chop. <laughs> and so like I have I have heard of that, yeah. So it was like I was sitting there and I was uh I had him all I had him uh leaning against ropes 
And I was like, and I, it was, I knew he knew the rule, but I was just baiting for it. Right. So I was just like, yeah. And then sometimes you just go give me your hand. And then he did. And he was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is total setup. And he was just like, all right, man. All right. I know the rule. I know the rule. <laughs> Imagine the look on his face of just like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yo, enough about Q because I could go on days and days and praise this man. But more importantly, look, yo, who is Mike Z? Mike Z is professional wrestler down, training down at the Monster Factory, MFPW. That's my home. You know, I'm trying to get my name out there, going to all these different places, do this, this, and that. And just trying to, you know, have fun in the ring and make people happy. Have a good time. Have a good show. Yo, I enjoy having you like around because one, you got to work, you know, my my tag partner, my friend, my close confidant, you know, you got to work with Noah Idol. And uh it was it was funny because like just sitting in the back and just like BSing with you and um, and I know people are gonna be like, What? Like and Andino, like like the running gag that one night, man, just like made oh made the day go so well. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is so much fun to have a conversation with somebody. And then you just like ran with it. And I was like, yo, this man is like lit. He gets it. Like he's just like, yo, it's just a joke. We just gonna run with this joke as far as we can go with it. And it's, it's a good one too. Like it's pretty funny how that even came about. That is yeah, I know, man. We're really we're, we're sitting back there, Gorilla. I know you know this, but I just want to tell the story again. We're we're sitting back there, Gorilla. Just random pre-show match, you know. Just get out there, ten minutes, get the crowd excited, and then Hardy just goes to goes to the announcer, goes, uh, "Make it for something important." Um, Saves for a one CW contract, and he just walked away. Don't know where he went, <laughs> and then that's all it was. And then we, I get to the back, and, and I'm not gonna lie, I was like. I hope I didn't do nothing wrong. Because you guys were like, wait, 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 come here. I'm like, all right, I, I, hope, I hope I didn't mess the way. I hope I didn't, you know, step on the way back or nothing. And you're just like, why was, why was it for a WCW contract? And why did you lose? <laughs> well, it was so, it was so random because, like, Jason and I, like, we both actually debuted at 1CW the same night. In fact, uh, fun fact for those who are wondering, the day that we're recording this, right, it's November 7th, right? Uh, I think last year the event happened either like November 6th or 8th was the Rumble. And we both debuted at that event. So we were both there. And then like Jace, like he just, I think he came back one more time. But then, but the next time that he actually was like on the show was when we started running, when he ran like the, the tag team match. And then him and I went out there with pure ignorance. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was so random. And so I, I was like, why did he? What was that all about? I was like, because Jace is going to be on the show later tonight. So I was like, you <laughs> I want a contract? And then he got later. suspended for 30 days. <laughs> got a contract, immediately suspended. Yeah. That's got to be a record. That has to be a record or something. <laughs> so they're like, so, yeah, he's suspended and he's getting a heavy fine. And then they're like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> Still got that contract. <laughs> it's like, yo. Mike got no break guaranteed. <laughs> no contract fee. But that was like great because I was like the running gag and we were like just like throwing as much as we could out there. And then you're like throwing them in too. And I was like, yo, these are really good. I was like, this should definitely be a t-shirt. <laughs> like, Something, right? 
<laughs> that's that's one of those like we're gonna keep that in the back pocket for for one day. Yes, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see like just a run of T-shirts that come out that says like "I need a job, Mike Z" or just I, something. Hire me, Mike Z. That was hire the best me, Mike Z. <laughs> <laughs> and freaking, it kept going after that day. Um, yeah. And, and and dude, I posted I posted a promo with my with my tag partner at the factory, uh, Max Max Sterling. And I'm like helping him like lift weights, <laughs> and then it goes spot me, Mike Z. <laughs> he, just kept, he just kept the cat going. It was hilarious. Well, it was cool because like if you get to if you go like after that night, like if you went on Twitter, like that following Monday, I remember waking up and seeing your promo and or seeing like a picture, and I was like, what? No, retweet this, and I'm quoting this. <laughs> like you just her writing stuff in. I was just like, we're gonna keep firing stuff off and just see what sticks. <laughs> you guys, you guys got me fucked. I'm not gonna lie. That day, it was just nothing but like retweets and like comments back and forth. And then like Carl said, somebody said something to Carl said about getting me a, another match or something. Oh yeah, that was me because I definitely yeah. remember Carlson was just like. He said something, and I was like, yo, he doesn't even have a contract. He's like, he's got a contract. I was like, since when? <laughs> we he were just, it was just so good. It. Oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. But then, like, what was what was even better? Like, not okay, not that I'm shitting on 1CW, because I, I love working there, right? Oh, but what was so funny was, like, they, so they had this fatal four-way match lined <laughs> up. Right with yeah. uh, you, Bam, uh, Trevor Kaje, and Jay Bougie, and like they're like, wait a minute. So you suspended the guy you gave the contract to to give the, the championship match to a guy who didn't win and then the contract. <laughs> the contract. Just like what? What just happened? <laughs> like, I'm telling you, if we never said anything, nobody would have remembered that that match was a contract <laughs> because we just kept going with it. That's, it's just lived on. It just made the story like so much more fun. And then like you, and then you, I, you weren't even there. <laughs> no. So I was, so I had most of the time, 1CW and, and the MFPW, the show's net, like most of the time they don't run on the same. The same right. Season. Most of the time. It just, luckily it just lines up. But that was the one, like literally the only one that didn't mesh well. And I had a, I had a title match. At the MFPW that day, I had, a, I had a tag title match that day. So I'm at the I'm at the gym, right? This is the funniest thing. I'm at the gym, and and I get a, I get a call from Brian, and I'm like I'm like oh Brian, what's up? He's like yo, you're you're coming with me to One CW, and I was like, we we had already talked before. I'm like, no, I have I have the title match, remember? And he's like, did you see what Sean Hardy posted? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, you got another one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I go on Facebook and I'm like, oh man, I I gotta contact him about this. And I had to let them know. I'm like, guys, I, I kept saying, I'm like, any other show, I'm there. Please don't forget I exist. I just can't come to this one. Oh, but yo, it was such a good fun because like then we're sitting, I remember like us sitting in the back, right? And uh we were watching the show go on and like Bam came back with the one one CW Cruiserweight Championship, and I was like, "Yo, but this is kind of like flawed, bro. This is asterisks because Mike Z wasn't in the match." 
remember him just looking at me and he was just like, whatever. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> it's what it is. The show must go on. Exactly. I mean, I, hey, don't get me wrong. I'd love to get in there for that OTW Cruiserweight Championship. You know, if, if, if any of the higher ups are hearing this. But yeah, that was just that was just the one show. Literally every other show was lining up perfectly except for that one. I'm always curious. I'm like, I got to figure out, like, what's the weight limit for the Cruiserweight title? Because if it's under 205, your boy's getting involved with this. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm all, I'm, I'm in there. I think all of Ignite Dogs are, we're all under 200 pounds now. Because even Prince recently just, we're like, we all been like just working out. And like, he went from like, he's like. 210 he's down to like 199 now so he's under 200 pounds so it's like yeah we've all been busting our ass too i've like, seen, seen you posting it the, the progress photos and stuff it's good shit man. yeah i'm very proud of him very very proud of him if he doesn't know that and he's watched this episode now you know this now <laughs> like it's a thing but uh yo man how did you get into the business though okay so i you know how like people have that like Oh, this was the first match I saw. I, I, this was when I was like eight. I first saw Raw or whatever. I, I don't have that. My cousin loved wrestling. My older brother loved wrestling. So I never remember a moment in my life where I just didn't watch wrestling. It's like, it's like you, 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 you know what TV exists. You're never like, oh, that's it. Like you just always know what TV is. Is a TV. You always know. I just always knew wrestling existed. There was there was never a moment where I'm like, oh, this is this is what wrestling is. Like I I have a vague like I could just be making it up in my head, but I just had this vague memory of like seeing like SmackDown, like when they had like the silver apron and like and like the the fist logo and everything, and like kind of like being intrigued. But for all I know, I could have just made that up in my head. <laughs> but I just and then it's just always been around. I've always loved wrestling, and then when I was 12, that was the moment I was like, I was wrestling with my brother. Like, you know, like, you know how you do when you're a kid, you just, you know, when mom's away, you're just whatever. <laughs> I was, I was doing that. And I was like, there's no reason I can't do this. There's no reason I, I, I'm not able to. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be a wrestler. And then I started working out this, this, and that. And I'm like, okay, when I graduate high school, I'm going to graduate high school. I'm going to go to school. There's a school right by my house, blah, 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 blah. And then COVID happened and then everything shut down. I'm just like, dang, like I graduated in the COVID um, class. Like my, my graduation was in the room behind me on a TV. <laughs> so Okay, once, once, once everything opens back up, blah, 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 blah. And I kept calling this one school. It was literally like 20 minutes from my house. I kept calling them and like, oh, maybe after the vaccines, maybe after this. And then it got to the point where I was like, I can't wait anymore. So then I decided to go to the Monster Factory, and I've, I've been there since, and it's been great. I think it's something to be said, too. Like, the Monster Factory is, it's, it's you know, it says it on your Twitter page, but it's just, you know, like, it's world famous. Like, a lot of major people have come from, like, the Monster Factory. And then even other places have branched out. And, you know, you have the Nightmare Factory as well with QT Marshall. But it's like, you have all these, like, great wrestlers who come out of the monster factory and then you can just like sit there and pick their brains and just like listen to them plus i feel like when it comes to people like riddle and damian priest right it's like those two names are pretty synonymous with the schools right now 
And it's almost like you have like this, I don't want to say brand, but you kind of have this brand. Like when you tell people like you're from the Monster Factory, like you just get into like this like brotherhood of like wrestling that not very many people get to. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I know at the school itself, like I can't speak for everybody, but I, I'm like, oh, I'm at the fact, I'm at the Monster Factory, blah blah blah. Like it, like it matters to me that that like this is my school. Like it's it's kind of, like I have school spirit. Like you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we bleed green. Yeah, like I I have that. I think other people have that too. And you know, like the the one spot, there's a wall with with photos of like all the alumni and and all the people that have been signed and things like that. And it's it's. It's it's more like you walk in there and you can see the wall and you're like this is possible. It it gives you like a little like mm, we're like we can this is doable. You know what I mean? And it's just like I'm I'm so happy to be a, to be there, be a part of there, and um, the people that also go to the school, uh, phenomenal. Can't say enough good things about them. Like yeah, you, yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah, it's crazy though. Like it's one of those things like you you come to uh, appreciate like different schools, right? So like obviously like Team Three D is like always massive, right? Creative Pro is like getting ridiculously huge, right? Monster Factory, Nightmare Factory, like uh, the Santino Brothers out yeah. in uh, Los Angeles. Like there's just tons and tons of schools. I'm like I'm always interested in learning about like their teaching styles and what they're doing house of glory i know i didn't mention them that should have my fault guys i know we talk about you guys do a lot on the on our other shows but it's like you have all these cool like name recognition schools and then like you go back to them and you're like dude like there's so much more that i could like pick up and learn from just from their students right like um recently i had well i don't say recently that's not fair last year okay we had will all day right and will comes from reality of wrestling down in texas right in houston and like yo get in and talk to him like he's they're working with booker t it's like bro like mind-blowing so when you get to talk to students from the schools you're always picking up something new because you're like well i know you've learned this or i've known you've learned that like uh i can give a, another perfect example right i was in uh i was at the wrestling open uh this last year and i was talking with evander james who's one of the head trainers from uh house of glory and he was he was just teaching me simple roles like and i was like bro like this is mind-blowing that one i didn't know like as old as i am i didn't know that i could do some of these things but to be able to learn them and then like break them down in my head and rebuild them and, and be able to put my own spin on it it was really really cool and i very much appreciated all the lessons i was getting from you know mr james because he was a great teacher <laughs> Yeah, every every I've noticed when when talking to people that have been to other schools and things like that, every everybody has like a diff. There's there's differences in in things, whether they're little differences, big differences, whether it's how they train, things like that. Like I know um, Travis Jacobs, he's he's a, a monster factory guy. Um, he moved to Florida. He started training down at, at the three D school, and the and the one night he came back and he goes, "Yeah, we do this thing. It's called the Ring of Honor. No pun intended." But it's like this like cardio like workout thing that you have to get done in like 15 minutes. And it's like you gotta you gotta do these like like knee highs and you gotta run in the ring, you gotta you gotta roll around the ring four times and do it this other way. It was it was one of the most toughest physical things I've ever had to do. And he's like, yeah. he's like, Yeah, just one day, like randomly, they'll just be like, Hey Travis, you're doing the ring of honor today, and you just have to go. And like it's like you have to do it under a certain time. 
And it's just like that, like, we don't do that at the, at the factory. You know, that's, that's something crazy or even, even something smaller, like, uh, Sam, Sam and Valerie, Sam Thompson and, and Valerie, um, they, they used to train down at OVW and, and they've come here and just the little things that they, that they've done over there that like necessarily, we don't, we might do different, like, Arm drags is one like uh, Danny Cage does not like the the hook of the arm drag and then go. He likes it more of like a judo thing. Mm. So you know we're there. We got to do it the the Dan way, and I had to explain that to him. So it's just yeah, every school is different. Like, the the amount of learning you can do is just incredible. And then you're always like yeah, well I mean just like a simple thing for me right here like Wright City. So I call it Wright City Compound. I don't know it. Second, I don't know what you call it, bro. Like you, you've changed the name on it so many times. Anyway, so at, at the Riot City, uh, like a Memphis spot, right? Just for instance, right? Uh, how I was always taught was uh, arm drag, hip toss, body slam, right? But how other people do it, and this was something I found out, like from some guys who were down in Tennessee, that it's not always run that way. Like you can always do like uh, arm drag, body slam, hip toss, right? Because it's supposed to lead to the heel rolling out like just powdering out oh and i was like oh and he was like yeah so if you ever get if you're down in the south and you're asking that question like hell on his member spot they're gonna be like well how do you do it and then you gotta know like how you want to run it versus how they run it because they may run different than you i was like this i was like there's just i feel like that meme it's like there's so much to know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i you're teaching me right now i didn't know that yeah i was like what i was like i thought this was like and this it's weird to like how i think about wrestling because like it was just funny because like he was telling me about how you know certain lucha schools like down south and like not inside by down south i mean kind of like in texas and mexico area everything's taught on the right side instead of on the left so i was like oh well cool and he's like if you know you would ask and then you would you know you could vibe off that because my so sicken was actually trained by ruckus and like to have like that direct line to him and just talk to him and be like hey man like how did you run this or how did you do that and like just be able to talk to a legend like that I was like it it hurts my head because that man's got so much knowledge <laughs> i i could imagine the, the amount of information that's in his brain and then you're trying to like you're trying to balance it with everybody else you're asking tons of tons of questions because i know like uh when i was talking about just character work like that's probably like one of the hardest things i think i've like it was one of the easiest things to come to me but also one of the hardest things to kind of like wrap my mind around because you're thinking about like oh you have this character how does your character respond to this or respond to that or you know what makes them tick or what makes them? and you're always asking yourself these questions and you're like I don't know. I'm just, I just, I don't know. <laughs> so give, me, give me a minute. I'll get, I'll get back just, to you. Let me take some time. And, you know, they always say, like, in, in the wrestling world, like, you're always evolving and stuff and, like, changing and pushing yourself, right, to new, to new, new things. But I was like, man, I've only been in this for, like, it, I'm coming up on my third year. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to need a lot more help. I was like, because I know one, I don't have a big shelf window, but two, I was like, there's a lot to learn. I was like, and there's a lot of people out there who are willing to give out information. So I was like, I'm gonna go seek them and ask them questions. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's another great thing about wrestling. It's very there's so many people willing to pass on the knowledge that they already know, 
to to younger people, up and coming people, things like that. So it's like if you go out and look for it, there's so much that you can find and learn. It's so helpful. <laughs> really is. Yeah. So listen, we all have these kind of stories, and I want to know yours. What's the worst bump you've taken? Worst bump. Okay. Kind oh, of thing. There's. I want to say. So, we have at the factory. We have. We have two rings. We have the one that we use for the shows that we use for most of the days of training. That that you know that's our primary ring that we use. But then we also have this other one that we'll put up during show days, just so that people can like run spots and like figure out what they're gonna do in their matches, or um, if there's a lot of people in training and then you know some people in one ring, some people in another. That other ring, the padding is not as great as the primary one. So, the one day, I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember when it was, but all I can tell you is, we were in that ring, and I was really high up, and then I wasn't anymore, and I was like, oh, brother, that stuff. <laughs> I, I just, I just know it was that ring. I know for a fact it was that ring, because that ring just, it's, it's, it's. Not wrong with it. It's just, it's just not as well packed. That's all it is. I think that's one thing a lot of people need to understand. Like, even if the ring is padded, like some of those bumps, they suck, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's some, some of those, some of those bumps. Like, like we we'll do birthday parties at, at the factory for like kids like they could come in and give us some clotheslines or whatever they have fun but they'll walk in and they're like oh this isn't so bad and i'm thinking in my head like yeah it's not bad walking on it but <laughs> take, yeah. a, take a mighty fall it's it's not as great my daughter um my daughter while she was like when i first started training she was just tiny sorry about that i don't know what yeah. happened <laughs> it's fine <laughs> So my daughter, when she was tiny, um, tinier, I should say, who's been like, uh, she was like eight, seven or eight. We are uh, learning how to do handstand bombs. And so when we get done with training, mind you, we train outside. It's like March. It's still cold. The ring is cold. And she gets in there and she just does a handstand bomb. And she just falls over. And she stands back up. And we're all like, what? just happened and she's got up and she was just like hey that was fun so you want to do it again and she's like yeah and so she does it again that was like oh my god but then like it was like a couple years later um she was she wanted to take a back bump and so we had we had a crash pad out for her just so she could take one and she took one and she was like that sucked i was like how is it you fall from a handstand you're okay you just take a back bump and you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm on the, on the crash pad too. It's on the like... crash pad. <laughs> it's it's one thing that people need to understand too. Like rings as things get like, if you're in a place like in a crowded room and a ring is hot, like it's hot in the gym or wherever you are, there's a lot of heat being resident. The gym or the, the ring expands. 
and things will get a lot bumpier. And I found out this was like this a good lesson to learn. Um, I found out that when you take a blue thunder bomb and the ring is really warm or it's hot in the in the venue that you're at, that ring becomes even bouncier. And so I took a blue thunder bomb, and I don't want to put his name out there, but we've probably mentioned him a couple times here on the show already. Uh, I took a blue thunder bomb and the ring bounced us both back up and then a heel of a boot came back and just crashed right into my face. And I was like, Oh, I thought my, I thought my eye socket was broken. And like, he, <laughs> he goes to put his foot like up to like, I grab my arm to like put it down. I just pushed his foot off and just held my face. Cause I was like, yo, I think something happened. And then like, it was so funny. Was, was he like, supposed to hit you? Well, he was, he was, you know, because he's going for the pin. So, like, my arms were supposed to stay open and, like, his okay. arms. But as we got so much air back up, yeah, his foot just crashed back down my face. I thought you were about to tell me that the dude that went for the blue thunder bomb was, about, was supposed to take that boot. But because you guys bounced, you were in front of That's crazy. I, yeah. I have not had that issue. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, I remember getting it and waking up the next morning and I had like just scratches, but I was like, oh, I was like, but my cheek really feels swollen. And I was like, thank God, like nothing bad happened. But, yo, it was just funny because like, I remember like the next day, like writing him up and being like, my cheek. And he was like, are you serious? I was like, nah, I'm just talking with you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just just messing with you. But I did get some scratches though. (laughs) Yeah, I did get some scratches though. So, hey. So you have your character, right? That you've kind of like developed and helped mold. And normally one of my favorite questions to ask is, it's actually one of my newer favorite questions to ask is everybody has like five characters that they kind of like try to pull from to make like their character. So what are the five characters that you pulled from to make your character? Okay. So I don't know if I'm consciously thinking of five specific people to kind of pull from, but I can Mm -hmm. tell you like things I've pulled from people. Right. So I always I always liked Jay Lethal. So I always try to watch how he does certain things, especially like when he's a heel and like his kind of brashness. I like to take that from him. Um another guy I like is Monty Brown. Love a big Monty Brown guy. When I was when I was when I was a face or when I when I'm in, when I'm a face, depending on where I'm at, Monty Brown used to do the pounce and he used to do this like <laughs> like this big hop, skip, jump, this thing. And whenever I get to the comeback, I do the comeback, boom. And then I go, Mike C, Gary. And I do a big (laughs) skip, jump, hop, whatever, because I just loved when he did it. So I like to, I like to do that too. Um, And then you can, you can see in some of the moves I do who I'm taking from. Like, like I I do a rock bottom. I, I do an angle slam, like, you know, Kurt, Dwayne, you know they're they're they were good. <laughs> all right, they're yeah. all right. They, you know, like, but they do. I mean, they're. Hmm. they're I okay. think they were they were good enough to get by. Like that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like there's certain things that I watch, right? And I watch certain wrestlers hit certain things, and like I pull from them, right? And I make things kind of like my own. Uh, like the spinebuster, I love hitting on everybody is actually be- a mix between like Arn Anderson and Ron Simmons, right? Because, you know, you have the big push up, but I like to hold people up and tell them to post. So I'd like hold them up and then I say something stupid and then just like slammed them in the ground, right? So, hey, really shut up. 
<laughs> well, I I did it in a match with with Carlson actually at fight. Um, but I like held him up, and I was like, hey, I was like, hey, hey, Carlson, and he's like, what? I was like, did I forget to turn off the stove? And he was like, I don't know, I don't live with you. And I was like, okay, and then just like slammed him. <laughs> I love like I love doing because let's I I'll be like one of the characters that I've clearly pulled from right he's like right there he's Deadpool himself right and mm-hmm. that line in the movie when like the car is rolling and he's like shit did I leave the stove on again <laughs> I yeah I was like I'm pulling that directly from him right That's but so then like there's a new thing that I've been doing which I really as a face I do I don't do it as a heel sorry guys all right one step you're just not gonna see it yet but um. I sweep a guy's leg out, and I'm sorry, not that one. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, but a guy will throw a kick. I'll catch it. I sit him down, and I roll him backwards, and then I go to throw a super kick. But as they block it, I come back over the top with the NZ. And he's gonna—he's probably not gonna pop when he hears this, but I don't. I pulled it right from Encore, <laughs> like Showtime, because I watched <laughs> him do it, and I was like, "Yo, I watched him do it live at the Wrestle Open." I was like, "Yo, that's a fly ass spot." And so I watch him do it, and I'm like, oh, bet. I know exactly how we can get this done. So I was like, yo, I'm going to add my own spin to it. But it was something I saw directly from him, and I was like, yo, that is hot. I was like, I want, I want to borrow that. <laughs> you know? with the, oh, write that down. Write that down. Yeah, I'm just going to write this down. Like, I sat there with my – actually, I'll show you at the next show. Um, but I have my notebook, and I just legit watch, and I'm like, all right, I'm pulling that. We're doing this. We're hitting that. <laughs> how do I make this into a combo? <laughs> <laughs> So I legit will just pull stuff from people I'll see it and I'm like, yo. But I was thinking like some like the other antics I stuff. Like I clearly pull like a lot of stuff from Deadpool because I love I love him. Actually, I'm just a giant Ryan Reynolds fan, so a lot of the stuff I do, uh, like I've asked quite like I'll be in a ring and I'll be like, but why? Like from Pam Wilder. <laughs> just a giant Ryan Reynolds nerd. So I'm just like, one day, like I hope he sees like that I just do all this stuff that's like really kind of me paying tribute to him, but like in the wrestling he just, world, he noticed it. He's like, "Hey, that's my line." <laughs> hey, hey, you know, Vance, <laughs> Vance City Reynolds. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm pulling from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, so I have to ask, right? Because you train with a guy who has the most punchable face, and by that I mean Max Darling. <laughs> <laughs> But we've had him on the podcast before, and we asked him a question, and I want to ask you the same question. What's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn being in the business? Um, I think I would have to just say managing your time. Like, you know, going going to training and, and going to going to bookings and, and doing this, it, it takes a lot of time, whether it's in the car, um, whether, you know, you're out for the day because – because call time's 3, show doesn't end until 11.30. By the time we get home, it's like 12.01, whatever the case is. So just managing, you know, doing the passion, but then you have responsibilities, you have people that you care about in life that need time as well. Um, that has been the hardest thing for me, more than, any, more than any move, more than any kind of, like, storytelling type of thing. I think just managing time to where everyone has... Everyone in my life has that has that time for I have that time for them, uh, whether it be work or relationships or friendships or things like that. I, that that's what I would say. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Is that like being 
super organized like with your time is very important i know i like when i talk to people especially about coming on the podcast they always ask like how long is episodes and i was like yo really it's kind of up to you i always tell people 35 to 45 minutes but it's really kind of like however long you want to talk and how long the conversation goes so i like never really like put a real huge time limit on it but yeah managing your time like i think this we've talked about it a couple times on this show but it's really like you kind of said it the best like you just got to know like hey I want to spend time with this person. I got to block off like this amount of time that I want to be able to spend with that, that person, friends, loved ones, you know, sometimes you miss some shit. Like it's just, it's just going to happen. Like sometimes you got to make those sacrifices. Uh, but yeah, I was like, man, that's crazy. Cause I think about it too. Like I work out, I work out five days a week and I'm in the gym because I worked there. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yo, I have my own clients and stuff. I'm always like writing report or writing, their workouts and then i have to go do my workout and then afterwards i'm like what do i gotta do oh i'm gonna watch this wrestling match and start taking notes read this book right thanks mike quackenbush even i know that a lot of people don't really talk about you right now but appreciate your book that you kind of have for me uh, but yeah it's just crazy to think about like all the things that you have to do to like be successful in this sport yeah it, it, it really is a lot and like even Lose like not getting enough sleep is a big one I hear from everyone um, that I know in the business. You know, um, so you know some of us have long drives to even just get to trading itself. So that you know you got to you got the long drive there, you got the long drive back. You got to get to sleep, but then you got to hit the gym, but then you got to meal prep. It it, it it takes a lot of time. So managing managing it the best you can. Because I, I don't know if there's a perfect way to do it, but just the best you can, it's, it's pretty important. Yeah, I definitely, I 100% agree with that. Uh, normally, my next question would be like, what kind of advice would you give to up-and-coming wrestlers? But I feel like that's a really good thing to know. Just manage your time <laughs> to do yes, that. Yeah, really. So yeah. listen, you've been in a lot of different locker rooms. So what I do need is one do and one don't of the locker room. Okay, so... I get my do's and don'ts from 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 Brian Morris, right? When, whenever I go with him to any show, before we get out the car, he's like, "All right, guys, remember shake everybody's hand." That that's the do right there. Shake everybody's hand, introduce yourself. It's very important to do that. You don't want to sit there and have someone look at you like, "Who the hell is this guy?" He he didn't even say hello. He didn't even. He's just sitting there eating the, eating the catering. Like, why is he here? Um, that's that's the big do. Um, I've never done this, but I was told to not do this. Um, and maybe maybe this is a um, we call it flavors of ice cream. That's back mm. in you know like some some people it's a big no no. Some people don't mind it. Whatever. But I hear that you don't want to necessarily walk in the building holding your belt as if. As if you're walking in with the championship on the strap. I hear that's not the best thing to do. Um, I don't care either or, but I'm told don't do that, so I try not to do that. Um, that's a good one. It would be funny, like, not to be funny. I've never heard that on this show. 290-something episodes. I've never heard that. And so to think about it now, I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see, like, why people, people look at you and be like, fucking mark (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess like and it's it's something crazy too because that's something i like 
all the years I'm like, oh, I want to be a wrestler, this, this, and that. Would have never crossed my head. Would have <laughs> never crossed my mind at all. But I just remember hearing a story from um, from one of my coaches about someone. It was like it was like they were running a shell. Like somebody else was just using our building for their shell. And the dude came in and he had like, I guess he had like two or three belts or, or something. And he was just holding them all. And it just it just rubbed my coach the wrong way. I guess it rubbed some other people the wrong way. Um, so I hear, yeah, I, hear, I just hear not to do that. So I don't, I don't do that. Um, I haven't been in a situation where I would have to though, to be honest. Like I've, I've had titles, but at the factory, we just kind of leave them there. You know, so it's not really, I'm not really taking it anywhere, but that's, yeah. So I hear it's not the best. That has, that's a good point. Actually, the one that really caught me off guard, I'll share this one with everybody. Uh, apparently, like, there was a guy who, like, had a killer match, right? And he was just exhausted from the drive going up, had this killer match, and passed out in the locker room. And, like, I, I did not know that that was a no-no. <laughs> so when I got told this lesson on the podcast, like, to never fall asleep in the locker room, I was like, I would have never guessed. I, I could never. see. I can. I can so see why that would be a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that's, that's interesting that. though because I won't. I won't say any names, but I. I was hearing. I remember these these guys at the factory were telling me the story. They were like, "Yeah, we made this really long drive out. Um, we did, we didn't really get much sleep. You know, uh, after the match." One, like the one dude just was was tired and he and like I had like the, you can like they were like you, you were able to see him like just sit there just kind of like with his head like on the wall but like his eyes are closed like this like just, just doing that and nobody told me that that was a big no-no you know what I mean so it, I guess it did I guess it probably just depends on the locker room you know yeah. but yeah so now I know I'll, I'll, I'll keep that one and stay awake during the uh be like, bro, like, uh, I'm gonna be on the car, just, just come get me, you know. Yeah, maybe something like that. Maybe that's the happy medium, you know? yeah. That's why I would be like, at least you're on the locker room, you can just, I'll just pass out in the pass out in the in the car <laughs> for, the, for these long drives, man. I don't, I don't blame anybody, I'll tell you that much. Like, oh, I've, I've done like, like five hour drives, like out and back, and I was like, I remember one time, I think. It was my second show I was working, so it was like a back-to-back, and like, I forgot where I was that Friday, but it was like a three-hour drive and come back, and then like the next morning, and I got home, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I got back up at eight and had to get ready for a drive at 10 to get to a show, and oh my God, man. I remember like getting back home at three in the morning, passing out, getting up at eight, getting my stuff ready at 10, uh, at nine, driving at 10. It was a five-hour, and then- we had to meet at a place to get another person to have the rest of the drive. And I remember driving back and I was like, bruh, I was like, I need somebody else to drive. Cause I've been driving for, I think at that point it was like 11 hours. <laughs> it was like, I could have done <laughs> while, while we're on this topic, Brian Morris is a trooper. I, we went, we went to North Carolina. And this, he's the greatest guy, I swear. Because he he brought us to his booking. 
in North Carolina. He's like, yeah, we'll go, we'll, we'll go on a road trip, whatever. We'll go down, wrestle, come back, blah, 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 blah. It'll be fun. It's like four of us, right? Not only would he not let us chip in for the gas, he drove the whole eight hours there and the whole eight hours back. <laughs> I, I first, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. I get tired coming home from work. I don't know how he did the eight hours <laughs> all by himself. There and back, I, what a trooper. But, like, it's, we go to the show, right? We go, we, we go to the show. We drive down, we get there. Um, we, we stayed at a hotel that night, woke up the next morning, went to the show, whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. Different day. We went there twice. One time we got a hotel the night before. The other time there was no hotel. We just, <laughs> we just went. But we, so we go, we get to the show, we wrestle, we break down, we help everybody out, blah, 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 blah. And then, we, and then it's, it's already like 12. Mind you, it's already 12. We got an eight-hour drive back. <laughs> We stopped to get some gas, to get some food. We're driving, and he's driving the whole way by himself. He's a blessing. I love the guy. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. I feel like there should be, like, a rule, though. Like, if you're in the passenger seat, you're not allowed to go to sleep either. Like, your job is to keep the driver awake. Oh. Like, that has to be said. Yeah. So because. I I was trying the hardest to stay. And Brian was telling me, he's like, Mike, don't like we went, we went and got we went to sheets. We found a sheets nearby. So we're in this North, we're in the sheets in North Carolina or whatever. I get this like three hundred milligram like espresso, Starbucks, whatever. I don't even drink coffee. Like I, I drink energy drinks. I'm an energy drink guy, but I don't drink coffee. I'm like, espresso sounds like it it, it, it gets the job done. So I, I get this thing. And I'm ready to just chug just to stay awake or whatever. And Brian's like, she's like, don't don't drink that. You can just go to sleep, whatever. Um, and I think I ended up drinking it anyways. But I at some point I fell asleep for like two hours. Like it was an eight-hour drive, and at some point I was like, guys, I, I can't do it anymore. And I'm literally sitting there, like in the back seat, like my neck is just like whatever, I got the seatbelt here. I'm just asleep for two hours. I wake up there, the rest of them, whole time, awake talking to him, keeping him awake, not a problem. So good on the boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely necessary. Like, I know, like, for me, like, I'll be, I, like, I, we drive down, like, yo, I'll, I'm gonna show this, I don't care what they say. So when I go with Ignite Dogs to WNCW, like, we're all awake. We're all, like, chatting, talking about what we want to do with the match and stuff and some of the matches that we may have watched. And we all having this conversation. When we come back, uh, as soon as we stop wherever we're stopping at, these guys are like in the backseat. I hear like I hear everybody still kind of talking, and then you could just hear it one by one, each person going just out. One's gone. Yeah. Then the next. <laughs> that was just too and it's and I don't care. This is gonna be said. It's always Noah first. Like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just be sitting there like we'll all be talking, and all of a sudden like one voice just starts stop stop. And I'm driving. It's usually me driving. Then anyway, I'm driving. One voice always goes out, and it's always Jace. And then, like, Prince would be like, man, I was just watching this match. And then, yeah, we, yeah dude, we will love that match, too. We love this thing and this thing and this thing. And then it's pretty much just me and Chad's, like, having a conversation. And then Prince is out. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> I 
And then Chaz, Chaz will be like, he'll look at his phone, and I don't care what he says. He he'll he'll debate this with me some other time, but he can debate anybody else, but he won't he won't win them with me. But he'll be looking at his phone, put on a game, start playing the game, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes into the drive. He, he just puts his phone down, crashes right into the window, and he's just out. <laughs> how, long is your, how long is your guys' drive? Bro, our drive is like at most for me it's two hours. Like I could just be on. Like it takes me, uh, it'll take me twenty minutes to swing up, grab those guys, and then it's another hour and a half from 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 there. Uh, coming back, we always meet at one spot, so we can just like drop off. You know, everybody can grab their car and go. Uh, but it's just funny because like I just I know when it's gonna happen. Like I'm driving, all of a sudden I'm like, "Yep, we listen to a song." I'm like, "Jace is out, Prince is out," and I can look over it, and then I just see. The head nod and then just <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing it would be no to go first i'm not gonna lie I, you said that and i'm like i bet i bet, I bet no, I bet, I bet no. he's go. gonna be like bro i don't always go to sleep first i'm like hey i'm the driver i can't look in the back seat to see who pass out i just assume it is you every time he said i just hear i just hear your voice go away first yeah. just making the assumption Yo, to work with, but he gets tired quick. <laughs> yeah, he gets. You know, it's like uh, we were making fun of him too, because like we had lost uh, that match with the workhorses, and he had won. So we we're like, yeah, we all lost, and he was like, well, I won. And we're like, you were a dark match. You don't count. <laughs> it didn't exist. Yeah, whatever. So you won a contract. Big deal. <laughs> Then we got. He was a contract. Look at look at Mister Hacho over here. Yo, so like those are all like the heavy hitting questions that I have, but we do got to get into the best segment of this podcast, and I refuse to say that it's you know it is the top segment, but uh, you normally we have like the Red Dogs power rankings, but I refuse to acknowledge that it's retired, no matter how much Chaz says it is. Uh, but this is the three count podcast, ten count questions. Here's how it works, Mister Z. I'm gonna fire off ten questions at you rapid fast. So whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Okay. Is it like Family Feud? Like at the end when they had to like. I wish like I wish I had. Guys? I wish I had that. Like, but no. <laughs> so okay. this is just this is just like a rapid fire. So gotcha. uh, we'll put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Uh, Smackdown. Favorite okay. actor. Uh. Favorite actor, Tom Cruise. Oh. Okay. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. I just got an Xbox. Uh, not when I, my senior year of high school, I got an Xbox. Every other time it was PlayStation. Okay. Favorite movie? Uh, Back to the Future. Nice. Nice. Uh, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Okay. Favorite cartoon? Uh, regular show. Okay. Uh, Batman or Superman? Batman. Favorite podcast? The Three Count Podcast. Yeah. That's right, because we only have that marketed everywhere around me. <laughs> <laughs> Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Uh, let's get, I don't know if you know, do you know Nick Mateen? No, I don't. Nick Mateen, uh, he's he's a part of World Renown at the World Famous Monster Factory. Um, he's one of my uh, close buddies, good friend of mine. Uh, when my first, I'm limited. I just want to tell you this story. 
my first day, like I, I showed up to the Knox Factory. They were having an open house, right? Just you come, you see, like they'll, they'll sort of do training. Dan will talk to you a bit, presentation, whatever. And I, it was literally me and Nick were the last two people in the building that day. And he's talking to me for just telling me all this information, just having a good time. And that's day one. I haven't even signed up. And he was so just willing to share information and chat with me. And ever since, uh, we've been good buddies. Been in this house multiple times. We like to hang out, chill. Um, and just, he teaches, he teaches a lot. Uh, for Because, you know, he's, he's been there a bit longer than me. So he, he's able to pass down some knowledge. So, yeah, I, I give his Instagram, you know, you, you hit him up. I, I'd love to see him on the show. Hell yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. Oh, it's gotta be fuck. That's, that's the go-to. I mean, yes, the go-to. <laughs> but, well, listen, those are all my heavy hitting questions. And the last thing I need from you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they go find you. You can find me everywhere at guarantee Mike Z, just the one Z. It was too long to put the E's in there. Uh, YouTube, they just they just added a thing where you can put like a like a, a handle. Uh, so that guarantee Mike Z, uh, Facebook Mike Z, Twitter guarantee Mike Z, Instagram guarantee Mike Z. Go follow me on all those things. Share my stuff. I'd really appreciate it. There you go. He gave you his handles. He even told you about his YouTube handle, which is actually a brand new thing. They really just started doing that. So we'll start promoting that as well soon-ish. So anyway, you guys know what that means. Like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast. This is now Winter the Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by now, like every good Sherpa, you know it's not about me about who's entering the ring so who's entering the ring you see him right there okay he is guaranteed mike z and you guys know what to do tune in to the next episode and be there or you're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms you're buying our stuff on pro wrestling tees you're subscribed to our youtube channel you're following us on spotify you're leaving us those five star frog splash reviews on Apple Podcasts, and you're doing all that stuff. You're telling your friends about us. You're commenting on every single video that we have because, you know, we have a ton of them out now. I think it's 429 videos up. You're commenting at least on one of those. And then, you know, you're doing all that fun stuff or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. 
please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.